Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Johnny Mack and Glenn Mack, now Eagles Sunday. Tonight... Sunday Night Football at the Link Eagles against the Green Bay Packers. Dominic in Cherry Hill has concerns. What's the matter, Dominic? Hey, guys. How you doing? Happy holidays. Same to you, Dom. Oh, thanks. Yeah, great show as always. Um, so I am concerned, and I'm not normally one to be uh, really worried about the Eagles. I'm always fired up, always like, you know, 24, 14, 10 points or more, Eagles are going to win. But tonight I'm really worried about the Packers with Rodgers, and he's starting to get some people back, their run game. Like, those are the highlights of why I'm worried. But then also with how we've been playing on offense. I just feel like without Goddard, Hurts doesn't have someone that he was definitely confident with. Like, he, if you notice on some of the plays uh, early in this year, uh, he, he went to Goddard when nothing else was kind of around, and he could always trust that. And I think Goddard is a blocker too. So what do you guys think? I mean, I'm just well, concerned. They, they, listen, they certainly miss Goddard, and that's that's going to be a problem because that's not something that they can replace. They have three tight ends, and none of them are really going to give you a whole lot. Um, and I will agree with you, Dominic, that they haven't looked particularly good in any of the last three games. Is there something to worry about, or is this that case where good teams can hit a lull during a long season but keep winning? I, you know, I watched. Um, I don't know if you guys watched the Bills on Thursday, Thanksgiving, and the Bills looked pretty, pretty blah against Detroit, and they ended up winning. Uh, I watched the Cowboys first half against the Giants; they looked terrible. They won. Um, I, I, in the grand scheme, I'm not that worried. Um, Jody, I don't. You may see it differently. Dom, let me ask you a question. I'll yeah. set a line for you right now. More yards carried line of scrimmage. Who you got tonight, Aaron jo- Jones or uh, uh, Miles Sanders? Aaron Jones. Yeah, I'll take Miles Sanders tonight. Packers defense, as bad as the Eagles defense has been against the run, it was much improved with the addition of their two elderly defensive tackles who come off the scrap heap and go out and produce and do the job. I think the Eagles run the football more effectively than the Packers tonight. Here's my biggest thing, though, Jody, and that's a good point. But we just don't I, – I don't have confidence that the coaches are going to run the ball. Like, I just – I want them to call runs. Call the runs. The RPOs is fine, but, like, when it gets to the point where we're not running the ball and Sanders gets the ball twice – Here's, 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 why, here's why I'm not worried about that. What they do last year when they were 2-5? and five? They ran the ball. They ran the ball. I think they're going to have watched the same film that you've watched over the last couple of games and the offensive not be uh, being as productive as it was for the first six or seven weeks of the season. Go, hold on, let's check. Oh, shoot, Dallas still hurt. Maybe we should turn to our strength and run the ball down the Green Bay Packers' throats. 
I think that's happening tonight. I think Miles Sanders has a big game. Green well, Bay's like not bad game. against the pass. They're one of the worst teams in the NFL against the run. Green Bay is, in fact, fifth in the league against the pass, 24th against the run. That certainly backs up what you say. Yeah, that backs it up. All right, I want to talk a little bit. I read a, a really good uh, Ruben Frank column earlier this week about the, the, the connection between Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. And I, I want to play a quick little uh, audio. This was after the game, after the win in Indianapolis last week. Sirianni's kind of given his post-game talk to the team, and Hurts interrupts to give his coach a game ball because he knows how much beating his old team, the Colts, meant to Sirianni. So here it is. I thought that was very cool. I thought that Hertz knew what it meant because Sirianni was pretty circumspect about it, but they knew what it meant to him after Frank Reich had gotten fired in Indianapolis for him to come back and kind of rub the ownership's face in it with an Eagles win. Blade win, but a win. Um, And um, Ruben wrote a column about how clear it is that – how much Sirianni means to the team and how much he means to Hertz and how the relationship between the two of them is important. I'll read you a quote from the story. The relationship with Jalen, I just appreciate the head coach quarterback relationship we have and how it's grown over the last year and a half. We know more and more about each other, not only in football, but our personal lives too. They're both the sons of coaches. They're both competitors. They're both leaders. When they went to Houston, Sirianni visited with Hertz family so my question to you, Jody, is how good can these two guys become together? It, it's a great question and a great storyline following the Eagles for today, tomorrow, next week, next year, years to come. Uh, it, it's something that we can and should be talking about for hopefully years to come here in Philadelphia. A couple of things before we get there, though. Circumspect, w- when he was on the bench, Pointing to Eagles fans. Well, that was at the end. That was at the end. That was at the end. I was talking about all before leading up to it. You know, you're talking. Okay, because Jalen handed the ball to him after the game. Yes. After he had done what he had done. Yes. I meant circumspect. Up until that point, he had been circumspect before the game actually took place. Yeah. He had been asked all week, what what does it mean to you? And he did the, you know, that's another game, blah, blah, blah. Just another game. Right. Okay. Because he was. No, I, I'm trying to follow that, the timeline no. here and go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. He wasn't circumspect at all. No, the, People, the court lot, blew off at the end. I agree. It shortly did. And a lot of media members uh, were suggesting that maybe that contributed to the Eagles' questionable play calling that Sirianni was so engulfed and grained by he had to have this win that kind of took him off his game. I don't put as much credence into that as some others did. Uh, Steichen is the guy who's calling the plays. I don't believe Sirianni was more in this week uh, second-guessing or or putting in plays on the fly. So you would have to accuse Steichen of being distracted and or overly emotional as well, and I don't think that's the case. I didn't buy that whole narrative this week that that's why Sirianni was off his game as a lousy play-calling game because he he was too obsessed with he had to beat the Colts. So I didn't buy that at all. Um, and I thought it was kind of weird what, what Hammer's home. Your point is Jalen decided to do that because I've always thought game balls were supposed to go to guys who go above and beyond. And oh, by the way, the Eagles didn't have a great play calling week. The offense wasn't great until the very last five minutes of the game. So just uh, as the way you usually give away game balls, you don't give it to somebody who just about got the job done, and that's what they did as a team at Sirian as well. So it does tell you plenty about the relationship between those two guys. 
But again, let me be the cold water uh, thrown on, on the fire here. As much, And here's the one thing I don't know. I'll get your opinion on this. The Eagles tried really hard this offseason to acquire both Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. And if the Eagles as an organization, and we do have to try and split that off and define it, were so motivated to go out and get another quarterback, how much really did the relationship between Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni matter? Now, Sirianni may have just been a bystander, and this all could have been Howie Roseman et al. making a decision that we need to upgrade a quarterback, and maybe Sirianni was continually saying behind the scenes, no, we got our guy. We got our guy. Jalen's good. I'm telling you, Jalen and I can get this job done. But as an organization, they were ready, willing, and able to, to go forward with a different quarterback. So I think we need to keep that in mind when we judge the relationship between the current MVP candidate quarterback of the Eagles and where we were nine months ago. Okay, fair point. Absolutely a fair point. And by the way, thank God none of that happened. <laughs> and for the record, I was never in favor of either of those moves. Absolutely not. I, I did, oh, I, I would have bought Russell Wilson. I, I I wasn't a Deshaun Watson guy, but I would have bought Russell Wilson. I wouldn't have done it for for what it cost, and 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 I'm, I'm glad they didn't do it. Um, and clearly things have changed because Hertz has emerged this year. I think above and beyond what maybe anybody expected him to do. Uh, and at the end of this season, this off season, they're going to have to decide: okay, are we going to give him that huge contract now? We're going to franchise him, whatever. But. With the acknowledgement that we've been through this before where Wentz was, had that great year and they gave him the huge contract and then regretted it, with that being a bit of a possibility, I don't think so. I think these two guys, I'm very optimistic. I think these two guys can and will stay together for years and become a terrific coach-quarterback duo. Um, listen, I'll give you, you know, and please understand, I'm not saying that they're going to be anything close to this, but the mark of successful teams, am I correct, Jody, tends to be when you have those two guys together, when you have a Belichick and a Brady, when you have a Walsh in Montana, which was probably the perfect coach-quarterback duo because the one guy designed the offense for the other guy. It was great. Um, what are some others in our lifetime? Uh, Don Shula, Dan Marino was a great one, right? Uh, Sean Payton, Drew Brees was a great one. I'll give you one, uh, going back a little bit, but certainly mm -hmm. one you and I discussed many a time. Jimmy Johnson and Troy Aikman. Sure. Which they, there's kind of a similarity between those two and here in Philadelphia because uh, two years in, three years in, El Kumbaya, the greatest combination of all time. They're on the same page. They know exactly what they wanted to do. People forget Jimmy Johnson went out and in a uh, auxiliary draft, that's not the word for it, but I can't yeah, think yeah, of yeah, the yeah, word. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Took Steve Walsh, yeah. his former Miami quarterback, and the Cowboys gave up a first-round draft pick just to be able to add Steve Walsh to an already drafted Troy Aikman. So the whole, oh, Jimmy and, and Troy were joined at the hip from day one. No, they weren't. They developed into that. But they were not there to begin with. And, again, not having been a fly on the wall, behind the scenes, Eagle uh, War Rooms this offseason when they're trying to acquire another veteran quarterback, 
I don't know how much uh, it was done at the protest of yeah. the, the coach, but right now these two guys are absolutely on the same page. That's and a great, great together. That's a great one. I'm just thinking the best one around today is Reed Mahomes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Best duo in the league right now. Uh, and, give, and, and give Andy credit for that because he was the guy behind the scenes who made the deal to move up in the draft to take Patrick Mahomes. So he loved the kid uh, before he ever put a chief uniform on, and now they've had the success they've had. Yeah, Bears could have done that. Um, and and it, it is, and I think Ruben wrote about this, it's no coincidence that many of the all-time great quarterbacks have had brilliant head coaches, right? It's it, That's the most important relationship Maybe in sports. Um, and listen, what have we had here before? We had uh, Andy and Donovan. That was pretty good, mm-hmm. right? We had Vermeil and Jaws. That was pretty good. Yep. I've, I've, I've seen there's this old video of Jaws in his first year here, and he's having a rough game, and I think he throws an interception, and he's getting sacked, and you see Jaws on the sidelines. He's really dejected. And Vermeil walks over to him, and he says, Listen, you're my quarterback. Don't worry about me taking you out because I'm not. You're my guy. And that proved to be the case for years to come. Flip side is we had Buddy and Randall, which was not the best combination for each other. Right. But after we had Randall and Kotite, come on. Now, one of the all-time great combos ever. All right, maybe not. <laughs> he hated them. So that, that's it. And I'd kind of like to get a little bit more and to get people's thoughts on it because I am very optimistic that these two working together can really be a terrific combination going down the road. Maybe I've got, uh, as you would say in our years past, green-colored blinders on right now that I'm looking at 9-1. and well, one. But um, and let me add I'm one looking more th- at this, and I like it. Let me add one more thing to the mix. Because if if I've got the right read on this, it's going to portend very well going forward. They kind of balance each other. If last week was true Sirianni, where he may have kept it under wraps to a point, but then, as you correctly stated, the cork popped on the bottle and he went nuts and stood on the top of the bench afterwards and was very emotional. He's an emotional guy. I think he keeps it together pretty well on the sidelines, but just overall, the media sessions that we get, I think it's safe to say he's a really emotional guy and maybe even at times lets the emotion get the better of him. And then you got Cool Hand Lucas, your quarterback, who nothing seems to face him. And yeah. he's always flatline, and he's just composed and within himself at all times. They might be a perfect combo together, and that's why it's working as well as it is. That's a great point. That's a great point, yeah. Yeah, the quarterback's the really calm guy. Yep, I like it. Let's talk to Linda in Swarthmore. You're on with Jody and Glenn. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm great, guys. Great listening to you. And, Glenn, you've been must-listen uh, Saturday and Sunday mornings forever. So oh, you're great. so kind. Yeah, I'm walking around Swarthmore, a town you know a little bit about. Um, I do. I love it. Yeah, it's a great town. So here's my, here's my question to you guys. I don't know if this is an old-school thought. To me, one of the big skill sets for Jalen Hurts is his ability – you know, ball handling. He's got that skill set. I just wonder why there's not more under the center. I just feel like you could get the ball, fake to a running back, do a rollout, fake the other way. I just wish they would do more under center. And is that too, you know, 1990 for this generation? <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's not. And there are many times when I agree with you, there are circumstances in games when I clearly think he should be under center. 
I agree. Okay. It, it's not okay. Jody, it's not unique. There are a lot of teams that now always uh, do the shotgun, but I think there are certainly times where it calls for it. It's the NFL in twenty twenty two. Everybody runs out of shotgun. It's just yeah. it's not done that way. We are a little old school and I don't <laughs> think it's returning to under center much going forward here in Philadelphia or anywhere else for that matter. Aggressive defenses, you know, you fake them out for a step. I just feel like anyway. All right, I just wanted to get your take on it, and uh, appreciate your answer, and love listening to you. Hey, and have a great walk around Swarthmore this morning. Uh, i got to get here before the rain comes. Yeah, Take care, guys. There, there you go. Yeah, I'm looking now, Jody. Again, kind of the same where I am. I was looking at the forecast. It is essentially a 100% chance from – hold on, let me, let me re-up it and just see if it's got something new. It is 70%, 90% chance as of 11 o'clock, at least where I am in Havertown. And up to 100% chance at 3 o'clock, and up until 90% chance at 6, 50% at 7, 30% chance at 8, and actually the rain should stop for the game pretty much. So it'll be wet, but uh, not rainy. And they've got and they got the field covered, so it's yeah. not. I don't think it's going to play a major factor that they're going to be playing in a bog down at the uh, link tonight. But uh, it's going to unfortunately affect Glenn Macnow's pregame show and a lot of the pregame <laughs> activities that those who aren't at the pregame show may be usually partaking in. Oh, Hopefully, so they got a tent tonight. I'm so glad you brought that up because my wife this morning said, because I was talking about I got to drive down, I got to do the pregame, got to fight traffic, tailgate. She said, you think people are going to tailgate in the rain? And I said, I think so. So I'll ask you, are people going to tailgate in the rain? Oh, it will be curtailed. Eliminated? No. There are people that this is, uh, there There are 10 days a year, and that's including preseason because they don't differentiate with the importance of the game. It's about Correct. the party. Uh, so there are 10 days a year, 10 of their favorite days of the year. It's an Eagle home game. We've got tickets. We've got our group. We've got our RV. We're doing what we do. They're going to do it no matter what. Mm-hmm. But there's a percentage that will actually let the weather factor into what time they're going to get there, how big a party it's going to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there'll be a drop-off. If, if it rains for uh, six consecutive hours leading up to kickoff, in in some corners, it will be lessened, but it'll never completely go away because there are yeah. some people who don't give wit one about the weather when it comes to Eagles pregame action. And it, the shame of it is today is probably the best tailgate day of the year other than that because it's a Sunday, right, and it's a night game. So you have all day to tailgate right Correct. up to the game. But then it uh, I will say it makes other... a little bit harder getting up for work the next day. Oh yeah, <laughs> Sunday at <laughs> yeah. one, you got recovery time. You can get yeah. to work on that. Sunday, not getting out of the oh. link parking lot till almost midnight does make it a little bit more difficult the next day. And just to com- complete a rant that I've done many times, getting out, getting in and out of the parking lots there is the single most inefficient thing in this town. It's horrible every single week. I don't know why nobody. Th- like works to make it better, but I think they just don't care. Last thing I want to say, uh, if you're coming down, we have a great pregame show tonight. All the usual gang of idiots, of course. But in addition to that, it's Hall of Fame night. Um, and two terrific Eagles are getting into the Eagles Hall of Fame. Hold on, I just want to check. Yep, Hugh Douglas and Trent Cole will be joining us 
at 7.30 on the pregame show tonight. So if nice. you uh, do get the chance, Hugh, always entertaining. Trent Cole, a great player. So we'd love to see you there. 215-592-9494 with Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack now. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.